You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5. It's where you can find us on Twitter. It's Josh Jordan. It's Nick Sharara. It's Jerry Bow with a Z. We're trying to get you ready for your week two of football, and that's exactly what we're going to do here. So, again, the phone lines are open. If you have any starter cinema questions, you want to hit us on the text line, 713-780-3776. We'll put those all together. If you want to call in, we'll have a segment just for that. If you want to get something off your chest and say, hey, this is my specific situation, what do I do, who do I start, or it's of a, if it's a, a bet that you might have and say, hey, Bo, Josh, give me something. This is what I need. This is what I have. So I'll have a specific segment that we're going to put aside for that. But for right now, if you text them in, we're going to save them up. So don't think we're ignoring you or anything like that, okay? Uh, Weak chug game. Chug D's telling me. Chugging a four locos. Have you ever chugged a four loco to a big tall, tall boy? No. Exactly. It's, I wasn't prepared for it. I, I, I think you heard me on break, Chuck. I, I came here with the intentions of getting in and out before I found myself on the wheel. And I got hit on the, on the head with the wheel. And then Fred got hit with the suicide shot. They put all those nasty liquors that, from all these weeks in one bottle, Josh. And then it, they spun the wheel and, and, and it hit Fred. I've, I've seen a lot of people come close to throwing up and not throwing up. And that was the closest I've ever seen. Like, I mean, he was hurt. He, he sat for about four or five minutes just sitting back, just thinking. And then he looked at, he was like, man, somebody's got to get me coffee. Like, I don't, I don't feel good. And he, he I mean, it just imagine five, four or five of, I don't know what, what are those? Uh, Nick, you, you've been yeah, here. I mean, they had a, uh, they had liquor from Beirut. They had the Malord in there. They had the tobacco, well, the tobacco vodka we ran out of. They had the ghost pepper tequila. And then they, we mixed it all up and called it a mega shot. Fred took one. AJ took one. Ugh. Four loco. That's four times a loco, Jerry. And ugh, I don't know. That's you hear about those drinks where bartenders will take you know the rag that they wipe down the bar with with all the you know, all the different types of liquor, and then they'll they'll squeeze that rag into a shot glass or and, that little rubber thing. Yeah, where, that little just, rubber thing, and then they'll they'll give it to some drunk person and tell them they made a special shot and. You know what probably happens after that. No, I was praying. I said, I don't know which one's worse. Fred was like, man, I'd rather do what I did. And, and I was thinking, man, I might have rather done that one. But I don't know. Either way it goes, you saw me on camera. Um, I, I, I held composure for a little bit. We ended up drinking a few more after that, Nick and uh, Tyler and I, though. So it was a party. But let's start this party now. It's Sunday morning. You know what we're here for. And let's jump right in. Let's do it. You know, I did want to get some of your NFL reactions here a little bit. One of Jerry's bets last week was the Cardinals team total. I think it was 19 and a half, if I remember correctly, Jerry. Seems like they got there pretty easily. What, what did you like about Arizona, and what do you think about them going forward? I think that we learned exactly what we wanted to see, that Hopkins is who we thought he was, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and bring it up every week because it's going to be an every week battle from here in town here. And like, look what Hopkins did if he has a bad week. Look what look what uh, DJ did over here. Whatever the case is, I don't want to be petty about it. So let's move forward just as a whole. Did, did Hopkins do good? Yeah. Did, did we learn anything from the Cardinals that they're the same team that they were last year? They hiked the ball at 24.2 seconds. Last year it was 24.9. So they move extremely fast. The top three team in plays uh, for the game offensive plays. So they're going to move fast. On, on the defensive side of the ball, we saw that San Francisco, they were going to struggle on offense. We knew that, but they still have their holes on that defensive side Arizona, so they can be scored on. I think they're going to have to outscore their opponents often and I think Kyler's in his moment right now. Man, he reminded me of Lamar Jackson 
when I watched him this past week. Did you see some of those runs where people would be right next to him, then all of a sudden he'd create that separation right again, and he really impressed me. I I think we could see for fantasy, and I drafted Kyler Murray in a couple leagues because I had a feeling, but I feel like he's similar to Lamar Jackson, but I think he might be a little bit of a better passer. So I look for big things out of Kyler Murray this year. So if you drafted him, you did a nice job. Hopkins, it's funny, a lot of Hopkins' yards were just little, you know, little outbreaking routes by the sideline. You know, he'd just run up and get that outbreaking route against the sideline, pick up an easy first down, and that big touchdown, well, almost touchdown, he got ruled down at the one. That was just kind of a bust. But the one thing I heard this week that a lot of people were talking about DeAndre Hopkins with the Texans, but he's one of those guys when the corner walks up to you, he'll be like, oh, you're in cover three right here. Okay. I, you know, and he'll just sit there and straight, you know, talk crap to the to the corner and be like, I know exactly what you guys are in. I know how to beat you. So the one thing to remember with DeAndre Hopkins, it's not just the hands. It's not just the route running. That dude understands football. And the way he worked with Deshaun Watson, you can tell they saw the field the same way. And Deshaun doesn't have that anymore. So how big a concern is that going into this game against the Ravens defense, Jerry? When you have that, when you have that security, you know you could just throw it over there. You throw them open and you just you like you said, you expect them to make the play every single time. When you don't have that security blanket, it it does something for a quarterback. This is week two of the Texans. I want to see the ball get spread around some more. I do. I now we know Brandon Cooks is a little hobbled, right? We say yeah. uh, it's 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 a late the later game, so we won't know more until until closer to kickoff. But consistently moving the ball, keeping that Baltimore defense off the field, but uh, offense off the field. But that, that's easier said than done. How how are you going to do that? What's what's their method? What's okay on defense? What do you try to take away first? Because it's obviously Lamar, but do you try to take his passing away? Do you stack the box and say, okay, beat us with your arm? What is the recipe today? For me, the way they got run on last week against the Chiefs, I'm really concerned about the Texans' defense here. So I'm taking Roby, and I'm putting him on Hollywood Brown for the whole game. I mean, I, I think Hollywood Brown could definitely put up some – he was open – like almost every play last week. You know, he put on like 15, 20 pounds of muscle, and he's still lightning fast. So I I worry about him against this Texan secondary. It's not great. Now we know they're not as good against the run. They miss DJ Reader, and I think the Ravens are going to run the ball down their throat this week. So I think Andrews will get off too. Texans aren't good against tight ends. We saw they used Reed against tight ends and Murray last week. They kind of rotated them. So I think they go off. I actually have a bet, you know, with the Ravens here, and I'll give that out a little later in the show. But I don't know how they slow them down, Jerry. I'm concerned. Let's get into that game right now from a betting and fantasy standpoint, and let's talk about the run game that you say. So what we didn't know was how the backfield was going to work. It went 23 snaps, 7 touches for J.K. Dobbins. Ingram, 21 snaps, 10 touches. So just slightly more, and then you still got Gus Edwards eating into a little bit of both. So it's it's hard. It's a running back by committee, yes, but it's the two-headed monster, and at what point or another? Because it was Dobbins that saw more of the of the pass or catching attempts. So, but again, no Raven backfield or or running back even had a pass catch last week. It was weird, right? That is weird, and you know it's funny. We saw with the Chiefs game, Clyde Edwards-Helaire didn't have a catch, uh, you know, out of the backfield. So I wonder if there will be more of that. In the past, typically against the Texans, we've seen that's a weakness. You know, like so many times we'd see like James White, you know, flex out or do run a little wheel route and really hurt the Texans. So I liked what I saw from J.K. Dobbins. He put up a lot of fantasy points without a lot of touches. 
Let's go to Travis Kelsey was able to get, what, six catches on six targets for 50 yards and a touch. If you go back to last year, Andrews, four for four on targets, 75 and a touch. Is he the guy that they go to today if they try to take Hollywood Brown away? Do you see Andrews eat early and often? I think it's both of those guys. I think it's Hollywood Brown and Andrews. I wonder if they're going to just have Roby one-on-one with Hollywood Brown. And Look, he's got speed to run with him. We've seen him you know, try and cover Tyree Kill. They're both really fast, but I think there's going to be a point in the game where, where Hollywood Brown gets behind him. And, man, tackling Lamar Jackson is going to be so tough, too. I'm just – I'm worried that – Maybe they, they struggled to, to get going early. And we've seen how streaky Deshaun is, right? It, it, that's just kind of the nature of his game. I, I worry if, if they get down, if they'll be able to come back. But also on the other side, we've seen with Lamar Jackson, he's one of those guys where if you get him down early, like the Titans, he struggles to come exactly. back. So I think that's going to be key for the Texans is how they start this game. If they can get some points on the board early against that just ferocious Ravens defense. And that's got to be behind the legs of David Johnson because Duke – Johnson is out. So David Johnson gets to build on the 109-yard performance week one. He looked 90% of maybe what he was in 2016. He looked good. He looked jump cuts. Breaking tackles in the open field. He did good. We got to say that we were impressed. I was impressed by what I saw. Let's see it again today because he's going to be pivotal in keeping that Ravens off off the field a bay because you want to have extended uh, drives. You want to make them long. You want to make sure that you keep that offense struggling, especially if you could build a league. You saw what the Titans did last year in that playoff game. That should be the blueprint. Get a lead and keep him off the field and that makes him impatient then you saw Lamar Jackson come out and he started playing impatient trying to make mistakes and he was over there it it wasn't the Lamar Jackson that we were accustomed to no and for me you know Titus Howard at right tackle really struggled for the Texans last week you know that that was a problem against the Ravens it's not going to get any easier you know I I think it's they're going to need to run to the left a lot I think and you know, because they have that strength. Tunsil actually played really, really well last week. You know, and Sharping's a you know a good young player. So I, I, let's see if Titus Howard can bounce back this week because you don't want your right tackle getting beaten like that against the Ravens. You get Deshaun Hurt and get Cobb going earlier. Let's yeah. you know going at all. I mean, did he play? No, that little wide receiver screen catch. I remember thinking I was like, there he is, there I, he is, there he is, and there, and there he went. There's DeAndre Hopkins' money right there, and there he is. N- neither him or uh, no, neither Cobb or Stills drew a single target until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth quarter, and all this stuff about O'Brien saying he thought that they played well and they got it close at the end. When was that game ever close? I mean, in the fourth quarter, picking up a touchdown or so against prevent defenses when the Chiefs are just trying to run out the clock, that's not a close game. I'm so tired of this. Oh, at the end of the game, we we didn't lose by 20. That was a close game. No, it wasn't. People that watch football know that if the game's out of reach for the first three quarters, that the other team just takes their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. That happens all the time. If you have any kind of predictions for today's game, if you want to make an extraordinary prediction and the Texans are going to go out there and they're going to beat up on those Ravens, I want to hear it. 713-780-3776. This is Moneyline. This is a Sunday morning. It's week two, and it's and it's going to be, a like I said, overreaction theater. What did we learn week one? How are people overreacting? Certain games, we didn't learn anything like for example the Tampa game against the Saints did we really expect that Tampa was going to go out there and beat the Saints we knew that the Saints were the better team the more experienced team the team that didn't have to learn as much as Tampa did yep coming into this week though are we going to learn 
anything because if that Tampa Bay team can't go out there and beat up on that Carolina secondary that made Carr and the Raiders look like the Chiefs, then we're going to learn a lot. So this is the week you learn a lot. Don't overreact on something that you already knew was going to happen last week. That's where you got to put your focus. No doubt about it. You know, Tom Brady had some great passes. He had some really terrible ones. We'll see. He didn't have a preseason. You know, he's in a new system. Let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. To your point, if they don't if they don't roll today, and they won't have Godwin, so it will be a challenge. But I, I think the Bucks will show up this week against Carolina. The only thing that's going to show up for me 100% today and the rest of this week and the rest of this month until we get things normal is my Boomer Naturals mask. Yes. That's the only thing that we should have on our plate other than some of these max bets. My max bet for today is wear your mask, please, so we can get back to some kind of normal type of life. And the only mask that I like to wear is the Boomer Naturals mask. Why? Because it has that nano silver technology. It blocks these tiny particles from getting into your uh, mouth and, and into your nose because it's not only us protecting ourselves when we wear these, but when other people don't wear them, then it's extra layer of protection. It's not just like your ordinary mask that these disposable masks, some of them are even bootleg. Like I said, I bought a, a box of them during pandemic i don't know where they came from these things were falling apart the strings and whatnot the boomer naturals it's got an adjustable uh, little string that goes around your ears it fits nice perfect i tell you all the time about my wife she didn't like those blue little uh the, the disposable masks because they would make her face break out at work with her makeup she wears the boomer naturals mask no more breaking out and that's a win for both of us because nobody wants that <laughs> another thing that you might win on though is if you're the guy that says man i don't like to shop online well now you can go to cvs and you can go to any cvs around the nation and ask for these boomer naturals masks because they carry them there and you can go ahead and take advantage of that as well or you could take advantage online using promo code jerry that's promo code jerry at boomernaturals.com and you get 20 percent off boomernaturals.com 20 percent off if you order over 50 dollars if you're feeling hey we need to protect the entire family because they got kid sizes they got them in all types of prints if you want to look good lavish hey this is where you go boomernaturals.com promo code jerry you save 20 percent and you win just like here on moneyline boomernaturals.com esp Seven five. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. It's Josh Jordan, it's Nick Sherrard, and it's Jerry Poe. Let's get right over to the HRMP listener line. We have our man Robert. He wants to talk Texans-Ravens. Give us a prediction. What's going on, Robert? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good. It's Sunday. Talk to me. Let us know what you think about this game. Um, I think that... Uh... Man, we we both agree that the Baltimore Ravens, of course, are a way better team than the the Houston Texans overall. Um, but it, it, this screams like backdoor cover, man, because the public sees the Baltimore Ravens blow out their first game. Of course, they blew them out. Um, this game coming in, I feel like the line should be minus fourteen. Um, but for the reason that it's at seven, I feel like it's going to be a backdoor cover. So. Uh, I, th- I think the same thing for the Kansas City game, too. Let me know what you think about that, man. No, it's, uh, that's the only thing that's scary about it because if you if – you- Let's say you didn't see this line, and knowing the Texans, you'd think to yourself, man, they're going to they're gonna beat them up, right? So then we start throwing in, what does this line mean? Okay, 
we're not going to put the full, full three points for home field advantage, correct? So let's do two. So then say on a neutral field, it would be Texans nine. And then if it was in Baltimore, it would be Texans 11. It does, does that make sense? Would you bet Tex, uh, Ravens minus 11 at home right now confidently? And I know you have a bet on this. Go ahead and let them know what your bet is. Do you feel confident in Ravens minus 11 if it was in, in Baltimore? No, just the double digits. And we just talked about it, how the Texans are so good at getting those garbage touchdowns that don't mean anything at, at the end of games. And you could definitely see that here. But that's why, you know, what's cool with some booking sites is you can you can buy a point. You can buy a half point judging on when you actually get your bet in before the line moves, that that can change. Because this line has kind of gone up all week. So I have the Ravens minus six. I, I feel good about that. That's where I think I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Uh, hey, if I'm wrong, then great. That means the Texans are a lot better than I think they are. Uh, let's talk right there. Just a key talking point in what Josh says about key numbers. Okay, so... The most common key number in betting football is three. Then it's seven, and then it goes down to six, four, six and a half. So getting on and off those numbers is key. Once say a number goes to seven and a half, getting that number back to seven or six and a half is 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 the key to everything. Now that's why some people play teasers. And what's a teaser? It's it's basically a parlay that gives you uh six points on both teams, but you have to hit both of them. And again, if you do teasers like today, the key is to cross in those key numbers. If you do a teaser on, let's say, Baltimore, and that some places have it at seven and a half even now, yeah. you, a six-point teaser, you cross the seven, you cross the three, and now you got Ravens at minus what, one and a half. That's what you want to do with teasers. Always remember that. Or when buying points, like Josh did, he says, man, I don't want it at seven and a half. If you want to stop at seven and say, man, I'll take the push, cool. If you want to say, man, six and a half, and I'll take it. As, or if you say, man, they might just do six. And, and I'll take the push there. I'll just I'll, I'll wager a little bit more and, and just to win a little bit less. Whatever the case is, make sure that you know what side of the ball you stand on, though. Now, if you waited a little longer to the week, though, now if you catch yourself at seven and a half, you lost yourself value. Look at that line at the beginning of the week and ask yourself, who's going to bet on the Texans going out throughout this week? Are, are more people going to bet on the Ravens? Should I grab it now? Because I guarantee you I could look at Josh's bet right now and whatever he bought that six at, say it's like minus 30, 130 or 140. I guarantee you if he goes to buy it to six, right now it's gonna be like minus 170 yeah i think it is like 130 if i remember right so and, and i'm comfortable with that you know i just i feel i feel like the ravens are a better team even here in houston so we'll see what happens what do we think about the total real quick before we go to the listener line do you expect a lot of points this one look at this it, it opened at 54 and a half it's down to 49 and a half i don't know what to think about that total to be honest with you i don't it, the backdoor coverage, like like Robert said, it seems like it's open. It could be an ugly game like last week, and then the Texans be down 13, 14 points. Then they get a touchdown at the end. They lose by six or seven. Yeah. But a lot has to happen. You ask yourself, how can this happen? What needs to happen? It would have to be uh, the Texans' defense holding that offense down, I think, because I don't think it's going to be the other side of the ball. I don't think the the Texans' offense is going to be able to put up so many points that that it puts that you know that it that it puts a a, a back break on the uh, Ravens' offense. Uh, defense. I don't feel like that. that's the case. I feel like if the Texans are going to have a chance in this game, it's like a 27-20 game, 24-21, something like that. What, what do you 
do you take this into account? It was like 42-7 last year. How much do you account when you're handicapping a game what happened in the last time these two teams met? If nothing's changed from 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 a coaching standpoint, for the most part, yes, there's a new offensive coordinator in Kelly here, but what's really changed on on the Baltimore side and anything, they got they got they got the rich got richer with Calais Campbell, and then they, yeah. they what uh, their draft pick linebacker that led the team in tackles last week, I believe, with twelve or thirteen. It's like the rich got richer. Would they lose Earl Thomas and his brotherly love? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go over to Donnie right now. He's on the HRP listener line. He wants to have. He has a fantasy question. Let's go, Donnie. What you got? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, uh, I got two receivers. Can you help me pick one? I got uh, Mike Evans and D Hop. Man, no way I'm I'm benching D-Hop right now. Man, so this might sound like a crazy question. So what are your other options? Like how many wide receiver spots that you have that you're, that you're well, benching one of these? I, I, had a, I had another spot, and I was kind of crazy, and I, I played A.J. Green Thursday. Ah! Yep. Let's have a moment of silence for A.J. Green here on Moneyline. All right, we're back. Yes, but on this one, man, I, I, there's no way we can sit Hopkins with the way that he came out and played. Now, Evans, I mean, for further reference of purposes, when you see Godwin already had that question mark around him and you saw that Evans was ever able to do his thing last week, then, I mean, this is in, in the way that Carolina got torched. Ruggs led the league last week in uh, air yards in the whole entire NFL, and that's Ruggs. What do you think that Evans is going to do against that defense? Yeah, I think I think you have two really good options here. I, I just for me is if it's a PPR league, I would definitely lean towards Hopkins. Yeah, so I'm looking for some big plays out of Evans. Hey, next time I wish. I wish we came on earlier in the week so we could have talked to him. But Green had his looks. It's not like Green. He, he was heavily targeted. He had a bad game. I mean, that, that, that's he it. He was targeted like 13 times. I mean, so at this point, it's like if somebody would have told you yesterday or, or pre-Thursday, hey, I guarantee you that Green's going to be targeted 13 times. Do you gonna, Are you going to start Green or Evans? You might. You think about it. Like, you guaranteeing me 13 targets? I'll take the 13 targets, God. I don't think Evans might, Evans might see 13 targets. He might, but I feel like this is the, the Panthers are so bad against stopping the run you know i really feel like this is a ronald jones game maybe even fournette gets going in this game i think they're going to run the ball a lot here i think even you know maybe the little slot receiver there scott miller maybe he could do something scotty too hot yeah, scotty too hot he could get going so and with aj green he could have had two touchdowns he had that one where he pushed off in the end zone where he caught that touchdown and they called offensive pass interference so green almost came through for you it was just some bad luck let's see if we can come through for sean on the hrp listener line sean's got a fantasy question what's going on sean what's up guys uh i got a wide receiver uh, pick one, Marquise Brown, Metcalf, or Robbie Anderson. I'll hang up on this one. I'm going to go with Marquise Brown. The reason is, you know, Metcalf's got that tough matchup going against the Patriots. I think he could be on Gilmore a lot of that game. So that's the way I would go there. That's a tough one as well. Man, I want to go Metcalf, but the only thing that holds me back is the individual matchup. You have to go Brown here. I believe there's a big play today in that game. There's there's going to be that that 60 yard touchdown to the house on a miscommunication yeah. because they stacked the box. That's just the way it goes there. I believe that. But if they didn't have that that matchup with DK, because DK's to me, okay, we talked about air yards earlier with Rugs. DK was second in the week with air yards. With that's who they are. They're going to let Russ cook. Hashtag yeah. let Russ cook is finally. What, we it should have been this way. Why do we wait to the end of games when you're like, all right, this is Russ time. And you know he's going to bring them back. Now it's why isn't it Russ time from the very get go and make teams have to play from behind on you? 
it's the Pete Carroll thing, man. It you see Chris Carson get going early, and you, you think it's going to be all run, and then Russ has to bail him out with his arm, man. And going forward, like we love DK Metcalf this year. This is just a tough matchup this week. So if if I had you know Marquise Brown, I'd fire him up this week. This is who you're going to fire up this week. Obviously, in fantasy, you're going to do Derrick Henry, but in gambling, you're going to do Derrick Henry rush yards. Over because this is what happens in games that the Titans lose. Derrick Henry averages half of the yards, half of the yards that he does in wins. That makes sense because game script tells you that they're going to pound the ball away. And then today, what does that game tell you? That they're going to pound the ball away. And that means to tell you that you're going to go to my bookie and you're going to pound the bet away on Derrick Henry rush yards over. Go to mybookie.ag. You're going to use promo code radio and they're going give, to give you a match deposit bonus what does that mean you deposit a little hundred now you got 200 to play with now you can get on the money line plays and and fill it out if you're an experienced gambler if you're a a, a new gambler i don't like to use the term rookie i don't like that term i like to use a, a, a a gambler with high expectations of future wins that's what i like to think and if that's what you are go to mybookie.ag you use promo code radio and you're gonna go ahead and put a little bit of that money on derrick henry rush yards and then you're gonna go and put a little bit of money in england you're going to get your passport. You're going to say, honey, I'll be back. Give me my mask, my Boomer Naturals mask, right? And then you're going to go and you're going to say, hey, I'm going to bet in England. I'm going to bet Chelsea, Liverpool, both teams to score and over two and a half goals. Go to England, both teams to score over two and a half goals. You're on my boogie. You're getting going. The barbecue pit smelling fantastic in the air. And you're going to have more money in your pocket before NFL even kicks off. MyBookie.ag, promo code radio. Hit those bets. We've got a lot more to come on this show. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. At ESPN 97.5, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com and use promo code ESPN Houston for 20% off. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. You hear the callers getting their individual questions out. I know if you call shows throughout the week, not even on here, just any kind of show in sports radio, you're not supposed to ask about your team. But this is what Moneyline is built for. So get it off your chest. If you have a bet, if you've been waiting all week to say, man, who do I start? The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. Don't do it any other time because that's bad etiquette, right? As a listener, like, hey, I got these these questions, so I'm thinking about adding and dropping these guys. And, and then you're like, man, just we've got things to do. Jerry, in my dynasty league, I've, here's my bench on my dynasty league. Should I go out and pick up? Uh, who should I pick up with this pick? Yeah, those aren't the questions we want, but start sits. A lot of people are dealing with those questions. So anything that's a little more surface level, we will help you with. Who to pick up in your dynasty league? That's probably better for Twitter, right? We will help you with that stuff, but probably not for the show. So let's do it, man. We only got... Guys, we only got about an hour and 15 minutes till kickoff. Here we week two. I am excited. What a great day to have that barbecue pit going. Get outside. At least do it before the rain comes. That's for sure. All right. Let's start with this first slate of games, Jerry. Rams at the Eagles. I think we learned a lot about both of these squads last week. You know, Rams showing up. That was one of your bets that came through last week. They, they did it against the Cowboys. Eagles, man, that was an ugly performance. Carson Wentz did not have a good game. 
Miles Sanders is back this week, so you think that gives them a lift. Uh, Lane Johnson should be back this week. So I, I think look look for a bounce-back game from the Eagles. What do you see in this one? I'm seeing exactly that. Like I said earlier during the week when I was hosting with uh, with uh, Nick Sharara here, buy the ugly thing this week. This is when you buy the ugly thing. Who wants to, in their right minds, buy on Eagles whenever you, you saw them lose to the Washington football team? You lost to a team that doesn't even have a team name. <laughs> How bad is that? Goodness. Right? And then not just the way the, the loss, but the way you lost. Who wants to buy on them? Well, this is who. On the way here, I got a few friends out in the desert, and they told me in Vegas that since last night, in the last 12 hours, 88% of the money, 87% of the tickets have been getting hammered on Philadelphia. Some books are predicting that the book that, that game might get to three before kickoff. Some books already have it offshore. One and a half. Be careful. Get it now. Maybe even take Moneyline Philadelphia. And this is why. Miles per hour wind is supposed to be around 10. When it comes to weather, that's what I worry about. Not so much when it rains because that's good for traction and, and being able receivers to beat the defensive backs. We're not even going to get into that, but I worry about wind and, and that goes to show me. So what happens in this game? How do I think that it plays out? I think it plays out in the trenches and I think that now like you said, Eagles get some guys back. Uh, plus mark Eagles. Eagles defensive line, they get two guys back. Plus mark Eagles. So what happens if Eagles make take away the run game? Eagles, they only allowed the Washington Redskins to have four yards per play, and then somehow they scored, what, 28, 27 points. That doesn't usually happen when no. your defense. So what's going to happen? They're going to stifle the run. They're going to make Goff throw. Goff's going to have to throw 30, 35 times into 10-mile-an-hour win. And then you have Darius Slay on wood. So how are they going to move the ball? Higby, it's a Higby game. Check that out. But Eagles win this game. I also like Dallas Goddard this week, man. He was one of my flexi picks last week. Usually you're not telling people to start up a second tight end. But, man, he had another big game. And if you look back to last season – Dallas Goddard is heavily targeted in this offense. So, and Zach Ertz is asking for big money, Jerry. They can't quite agree on a contract. I almost wonder if they're, you know, Dallas Goddard is kind of the, their next big thing, and maybe they don't want to pay Zach Ertz that big contract. So, if Dallas Goddard's out there and you need a tight end this week, I think he could be somebody you start all season long. Remember, we spoke about him preseason. I was yes. saying that he could be elite, even though on that team, look, in the last, going back to the last four games, he's had at least eight targets. That's like, what I'm what saying. Just eight yeah. targets. And he plays 79% of the snaps on a, game, on a team that has Zach Ertz. Think about that. And no Alshon Jeffrey to throw to. That's where I like it. Let's go on the tight ends right there. Go ahead and hit. go to my bookie and hit all the Goddard or or, or even Ertz. Okay, say this. If you're in a, in a tournament on DFS and DraftKings and you think everyone's going to go on Goddard and you're in a small contest, maybe go Ertz on one lineup because maybe they go the other way. But one thing you know is they like using their tight ends. They do. And you don't have to pay big money for tight ends. We'll also get in in the Lions game. I think Hawkinson could go off again. We talked about him last week because – there's Galladay's not playing. There's more targets to be had. So, all right, what do we think? Uh, let's hit the total, and then we'll move on. 46 is the number. Do you think this is a high-scoring game or no? Low-scoring game, Eagles. Low-scoring game, Eagles. All right, let's do this. We, we preview, uh, previewed this one in the last segment. Carolina, Tampa Bay. Old Tommy going to have to get some redemption this week, Jerry. And hopefully no pick sixes. Yeah. Tom, Schaub, Brady. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I started laughing. And Blake Bortles. Yeah. At this point, like I said, I don't think I learned anything last week because I, I figured that there was going to be a slow start at somewhat. We didn't think that Brady was going to be able to slice the ball 10 yards downfield. Like, But we knew he was going to use Godwin. Godwin's not there this week. 
Scotty Too Hotty, fire him up. A four three three or four three seven guy. I, I think I read he's a he's a he's this burner. Yeah, he's gonna have to throw the ball. If Carolina gave up that many points to the Raiders, I think Brady has the big bounce back spot. Them team totals right around twenty eight. It was twenty nine and a half when they took Godwin out. It dropped to twenty eight. I like four touchdowns from that offense. Ooh, I, I could see that happening as well. I think kind of like O.J. Howard here. We saw, and we talked about him last week. He got in the end zone, O.J. Howard. And I don't know about you, man, but like Gronk does, he looks a little slow to me. Did you notice that too, watching Gronk? Yeah, when he caught the ball, it didn't seem like he had that juice. Again, we asked, what did we learn last week? Well, we learned that was one thing that you can say, yeah, okay, we were questioning about yeah. Gronk, and he doesn't have that extra burst. And on an uh, offense that has so many weapons, I don't see how he gets it. What do you think about the backfield? Ronald Jones, 19 touches. McCoy was still there with only one. Fournette with six, 14% of them. How do you see it this this week? Uh, is it a Jones week? Man, I think you got to love Ronald Jones because of this matchup. You know Carolina. They, We've known that for a while. Carolina for fantasy you know, managers, you want to target them with your running backs. They're not good at stopping the run. I like Ronald Jones this week. Let me tell you, too, I watching Leonard Fournette last week, he doesn't look like the same guy either. I don't think his skills have diminished, but he doesn't run with that urgency like he used to. It feels like He's used to his O-line getting pushed back into him from playing in Jacksonville so long. So it doesn't feel like he has that extra oomph, you know, running through the line this year. So he looks a little timid to me. So I would lean to Ronald Jones. How about this? The receiving group from the Panthers. Robbie Anderson had a big week. He broke out. But this week he goes up against Carlton Davis, the man that held Michael Thomas 3-for-17 in the moments that he was in there. 3-for-17 against Michael Thomas. That's who's going to be draped all over Robbie Anderson. Do we get a DJ Moore moment? Is it Samuel? Who is Man, in a PPR, you still have to like DJ Moore. He, you know, he didn't come through last week. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. So I like DJ Moore. Did you see Robbie Anderson with the, the Sir Per video on on Sports no, Center, where the the Panthers mascot was was over there next to him, and he's like, "What's that bear doing?" And they're like, "Bear." And like, that's Sir Purr. That's the Panther mascot. So he's new to the team and didn't even know. He thought their mascot was a bear. In DFS, just a little nugget out there. Christian McCaffrey against that defense that knows how to stop the run. They were the best run defense last season. They can create pressure. Against that defense, he only had 53 and 57 yards in the 2019 matchups. Be careful because he's expensive. Maybe you can get someone else around that range that has a better matchup. No, that that makes a lot of sense here. In Tampa Bay, if, for fantasy, for defenses, I like the Tampa Bay defense this week. So if you're using them for DFS or in your year-long leagues, you know, they had that tough matchup against the Saints in week one, so they might be sitting on your waiver wire. I would pick up Tampa and start them this week against Carolina. Anything else from this game before we move on? No, I mean, you think? I guess, do you think Tampa covers the eight and a half? I do, man. It's moved up. It started eight and a half, then everyone smashed it to the nine and a half range. Now, when Godwin News came out, it dropped a little bit more. I do think that Tampa goes out there and puts on a show. It's just too many moving parts for the uh, the the, uh, the Panthers. It's just way too many parts. The offensive coordinator, new coaching staff, everything. I just don't like it. New new quarterback, everything that could be moving. It's pretty much in in place right there. No, that that's fair. All right, uh, we'll do one more here before we hit the break. Your Steelers, Jerry. Big Ben looks like he is back. He looked terrific this past week. You know, he was a little rusty to start, but that's to be expected. He missed a lot of football, but I felt like they really got things going against that man defense. Juju kept getting open. Really nice showing from the Steelers. I am worried about James Conner, Jerry. Like, more, I mean, this guy cannot stay healthy. 
and now it looks like he was standing on the sidelines and said he couldn't go. And then this week he's back at practice. And, you know, it was going to be Benny Snell. I was excited to fire up Benny Snell, but now I, I, I can't do it knowing that James Conner is going to play. We made fun and jokes of Matt Brittle, Brita. Yes. Whoa, James I'm a goner Connor, yes, right? And that's, I like what I, it. that's what I feel like every time. I had him in last week in my DFS lineups, and I'm just thinking, like, get back out there. W- what are we doing? And then they, the announcers didn't even ca- put one and one together. They kept saying, well, it's interesting. Snell's getting more. And I'm like, yeah, because Connor's hurt. Somebody do something. Connor, he's the opposite of the Terminator, man. This guy's always hurt, dude. Ugh. All right. Goodness. We are up against it, but we can get to the, you know the rest of this game on the other side. On the other side, though, everyone's favorite segment it's about to get hype. It's money on my mind. It's let's get flexy. I don't know what's going to happen. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5.